Welcome to the Keeping It Israel podcast with Jeff Futers, where Jeff and his guests talk everything Israel as it relates to Christian faith and the church. If you are a Christian and you stand with Israel, you will be encouraged and challenged by this podcast. And if you're not so sure about the whole Israel thing, you need to learn how your faith connects with Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's Jeff with today's guest. Well, welcome to the podcast today. And uh, today my guest is Chad Holland, my good friend from Jerusalem, Israel. Chad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Glad to be back, man. Well, it's good always to uh, to have you to chat with you to get up to date on what's happening. And uh, um, you're the you're the CEO and lead pastor, King of Kings community, King of Kings family of ministries. I uh, actually just had Jaylene and Daniel on the podcast uh, a couple couple uh, days ago. We recorded it. It'll be uh, it'll be out. In the next little while, and uh, got an update about what's happening in Herzliya. I know you have uh, lots of ministries that you are overseeing, and uh, actually, as a as a part of that, right now you're uh, you're traveling. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing at the moment. Yeah, we we saw a small little window uh, dealing with the you know the COVID uh, issues where we've been on severe lockdown. This is our second full lockdown, but we saw a small window. Uh, we've been needing to get to all of the other campuses uh, <clears throat> in parts of uh, the world. Right now, I'm taking uh, a few weeks in the North American area uh, to touch our campuses here, as well as to spend some time with partners. So, you know, we're 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 blessed that the family is is, is growing, uh, but with a growing family, you know, everybody needs a touch. Everybody needs some some good connect points. So that's part of uh, the reason I'm on this current trip. Very good. Very good. Now, uh, you mentioned that you've just come out of a, a pretty tight lockdown all through kind of the fall holidays. And um, what's it like in Jerusalem right now, sort of on the other side of, of the lockdown? Um, they, they announced that they were going to do a seven phase unlocking process with assessment at the end of each phase. And I guess that that could be two weeks to a month to assess each phase of that. We were under our second full lockdown. That means no one could leave their home more than one meter from their home. Parks were closed. Schools were closed. Restaurants were closed. Basically, stores were closed. In order to get to work, you needed to uh, have a special letter of, of permission as an essential service. Uh, no gatherings at all. No events. No worship services, etc. So pretty much our whole world, like most of our friends listening, has been online. We've been able to continue our community groups, our discipleship classes, our training uh, of our leaders and our main worship services uh, online. But that was, you know, that's what it looks like under a full lockdown. We are now in phase one of unlocking. And that means you can now meet with uh, a group of 10 people, uh, given all of the social distancing and the sanitizers and the temperature checks and all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, and they're trying to figure out a way to solve the school problem because you can say people can go back to work, but until the children go back to school, a lot of the parents don't necessarily have that option. Israel is a heavy uh, dual income country. Uh, our, our listeners want to want to know that we are because of our economic situation. Most families have dual income, both parents working. And so school becomes a huge deal that if you say I can go back to work, I can't until you do something about school. So that's the current tension we're feeling in phase one. They have to solve that before we can go to phase two. 
Yeah. And dual income is not really an option for you in Israel. I mean, the, the cost of living is so high and things are so expensive that uh, it's just it's just a necessity. Um, and of course, I can see the challenge with uh, child care and, and uh, everything. If, if you can't have something for your kids, you, you can't get to work. I can certainly see that being an issue. Um, so as far as uh, the congregation goes, you know, King of Kings, you mentioned you've got lots happening online. You're streaming your, your services. I get to take them in every once in a while. It's a little different environment, you know, speaking to an empty room, I know, but uh, um, you guys are, you're doing really well with that. You got a feeling that you're, that you're still connecting with, with the congregation. People are, are being served and, and cared for. How, how is all that going? It seems to be going as as well as it can go, Jeff. Um, yeah, I think we are we're in a season of grace, you know. And I want to I want to bring hope to our listeners. We're in a season of grace, and you might say, "Was he talking about sin and repentance?" No, I'm talking about grace for one another. Um, yeah. There's a lot of flexibility. We, we're all having challenges. I think our communities and our campuses are, are are full of grace in the sense that they understand we are doing the best we can with what we have. And we're trying to serve them. We're trying to stay connected. And so far, it's it's been going really well. Our our small group numbers are, are are strong. Our discipleship class numbers are strong. And our online intensive training for leaders has actually increased this year. So all of those are good signs. And good. then in terms of your your main worship services, it's always challenging to know who's watching. You know, in a focused way, who's watching passively, who has you on you know, on their iPod while they're jogging, who, who's got you on in the grocery store. It's hard to, it's hard to measure because the, the, the measurables and the metrics don't tell you those things. But what we do know is our, our overall viewership is way up. And I think that's just logical because that's how most people are connecting right now. So we do the best we can with what we've got. And we ask for everybody's grace as we try to be a blessing along the way. Fantastic. Now what's, what is the outlook for the future, you have any sense of uh, how things might change uh, in in Israel in terms of uh, gathering limits and, and those kind of things? Yeah, so I'm just kind of walking through with our teams, uh, you know, the seven phases of unlocking, and the congregations are not allowed to fully engage, you know, without number limits until phase six. So what okay. that means is that you know we really don't see that happening for several more months. We're, we're probably well into the spring of 2021 by the time we get to those numbers. Um, however, you know, in the King of Kings network, we have uh, uh, just about 50 overall ministries, mainly in Israel, but a few abroad. And the numbers of the sizes of those ministries and congregational campuses varies. So there will be some of our smaller congregations who in this instance have an advantage because they'll be able to open sooner than some of the right. larger congregations. And so they might even be unlocked in phase three and four. You know, first it's going to be our small groups will be free to meet. Some of them have already started meeting. They just, if the small group is 20 people, they have 10 meeting in the home and 10 meeting on zoom on a TV in the, in the same home. So we figured out some, some, some uh, creative solutions for that, but the smaller campuses will open first and that might hopefully be, early in the year uh, 2021, the larger congregations will have to follow thereafter. And it's not until the very end can some of our events happen, which are a little bit more public events, and we can start using our facilities for more than just 
uh, you know, guarded worship services in limited numbers. What you can do in the larger congregations that we've had experience with is we'll just break them into multiple services to bring the numbers down at each service and see uh, see how long we, we need to do that to get away, you know, you know, make sure we uh, we're not violating anything. But uh, right now, people have asked me a lot of questions about are you are you going to honor the regulations? Where are you at in your faith? And and I've just been really clear with all of our global campuses, uh, we do not see the government regulations at this stage as uh, an attack on believers. It's hitting everybody. It's hitting businesses and theaters mm-hmm. and everything. So it doesn't seem like it's an attack on believers. So uh, we're going to honor the law of the land. We're going to be a good example. We're going to be safe and use the tools God gave us until we can get back together again. So that's kind of our strategy moving forward. But it's 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 uh, honestly, it's going to take several more months before we even get to those smaller congregations, many more months before we get to the large congregation. Hmm. It's good. I, I applaud you on your approach to, you know, the government regulations and restrictions. We've just, uh, we've seen so much um, kind of division and, and uh, you know, emotion stirred up over this. And uh, I say, I would have to say, I agree with you. This is not an attack on, on the church. It's not an attack on believers. Uh, the virus seems to be no respecter of uh, persons, regions, uh, anything like that. And uh, I know, you know, maybe some people listening might not agree, but uh, I certainly that's that's where we would be at in terms of that as well. And uh, so what's what's the biggest challenge uh, right now? I mean, I know that uh, there are a lot of challenges that you're probably facing. Share what some of the big ones are and, and how we can, you know, support and, and pray with you through those. I appreciate you guys and your and your prayers and your your attention to love uh, with us. We we of course are so grateful for First Century Foundations uh, also getting to be part of the, the show. Uh, you guys have helped us tremendously. Even this year, you, you you've even broken through in some areas. I know we had one campus without air conditioner. You guys helped us with that, and and uh, we we had a, a keyboard uh, that we needed help with in the Herzliya campus. You guys were able to help with that, and that's just a small. Uh, summary of, of areas. Um, but our needs, you know, Israel is having a major economic problem. We were already very challenged economically. Uh, you mentioned the, the, the high taxes, the high rate of living, the dual income family component. Uh, well, that was already in place before COVID and uh, the unemployment numbers went up to almost 30%. Now, I don't yeah. know if you, you guys know how that sits in context, but uh, coming from a previous American background, I know that during the Great Depression in the, in the early part of the 1900s, um, the, the unemployment never got above 16, 17%. So Israel's dealing with 27, 28, almost 30% unemployment. That's a challenge. It's a challenge not to just businesses and general economics, but it's a great challenge to the body of Messiah because many of our people have lost their jobs. Some of them are on unemployment, but tithes and offerings, uh, you know, they just disappear very rapidly, but that doesn't mean all of your bills disappear. So we certainly have the financial challenge. King of Kings is also blessed to have uh, several uh, facilities that we that we use for the broader body and that we also get to use to bless the city of Jerusalem, Herzliya, uh, Tel Aviv, Haifa, et cetera. And we just can't do that right now. So what it means on the business side is that there's no renters, there's no events, there, there's no customers. Right. 
And again, the, the cost of running a business, even if the business is not operational, it's still there. You still have a uh, baseline cost. And so those are our financial challenges and components. Um, uh, we've had a, a good season of training leaders, a little bit more focus on that, uh, that strong point. But uh, the second challenge I would mention is we were in the middle of planting five different new campuses uh, when Corona mm. hit. And so those campuses not only have had to pause and only meet online, but in some cases, when you're dealing with a, uh, an early team, it's not a huge team when you first get started. And um, even though they're very dedicated, uh, many believers have had to leave Israel during this time, and including some of those, those planted scenarios. And so some of those new plants have been hit uh, with some key leaders, secondary leaders, supporters, uh, only because people, because of economics, had to leave the country. If you're a new immigrant in Israel, um, especially in the believing Messianic community, there's not a lot of job opportunities, uh, not only because of your skill set, but because of your language set uh, and because right. of being an immigrant and you're having to spend so many years getting things settled so that if you don't uh, already have a job solidified, you're probably at a lower level of, of, of work than you're used to. And so those are oftentimes the ones that get let go first. So unemployment's been a big situation we need prayer for. Of course, unemployment plays into the financial picture to the ministry because so many people lost their jobs, tithes and offerings, et cetera, not meeting together. Uh, and then secondarily, you could pray for our new planted communities that they would stay the course um, and uh, that some of, the, some of the key people that had to leave because of economic reasons would have a chance to come back really soon and, and get us back on track. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we'll definitely be uh, be praying about those situations. And I know, I know it's it's not just the uh, uh, the plants. I mean, lots of ministries that we're talking to in Israel have lost their volunteers because they're uh, they were there on either uh, you know tourist visas or or other short term uh, type visas, and because of COVID, have had to go back to their their native countries. And so, uh, we've been praying along with them as well. I know that there's a a bit of a correlation between uh, the amount of volunteers required and whether or not you're able to meet in person and all those kind of things. However, uh, I know for a lot of those individuals, that's been a challenge as well. So it's good. Of course, I might just add, you know, during this unlocking, locking, you know, process, the, the airport regulations, uh, they do vary. But what's stayed constant is uh, there's really not been uh, allowable travel um, for, for people who are not citizens or not permanent residents or don't hold some kind of long-term, you know, clergy or work visa. The, the Ministry of Interior has even changed in the last 18 months their stance on certain visa holders, including eliminating uh, long-term work visas for many people. So that's been a challenge. Uh, yes, you can't get new volunteers non-citizens and non-permanent residents can't travel at the moment. There's no, there's no guests, there's no groups, there's no tours. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, Jeff, uh, having worked with us in Israel for so long that, um, you know, tourism is such a, a major component of the, of the economics of Israel that just in one decision, closing the airport, how many millions and billions of dollars that, that swung uh, in the negative for, for Israel as, uh, as a nation. Yeah, it's huge. It affects the nation and it affects 
individuals. I mean, that's, I, I got a, one of the saddest emails I've gotten recently was from a, a tour guide friend of mine uh, in Haifa yesterday. And he wrote and said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to have to find another job. Uh, I, I don't know what that's going to look like. Do you know of any jobs in Canada where I could come and, and work? And uh, I don't know how to help them. I don't know how to help them. It's really, it's really, uh, really sad to see people individually struggling that, like that. But um, we're continuing to pray. We're continuing to pray. What else can we do? I guess at this point, you know. Well, and your your listeners may may just be interested uh, in a couple of numbers. You know, Israel's almost nine million people now. Uh, we we calculate right around twenty thousand believers. That's a very small, that's a fifth of 1% are mm-hmm. professing believers. Now, that be, that's Jewish and Arabic-speaking believers in Israel. But of that 20,000, let's just round it off at 20,000 professing believers, uh, we need to start talking about how many hundreds, if not thousands, have had to leave the country to go find employment, financial opportunities, uh, job opportunities, or to be with family in emergencies in other countries during this, uh, this, this COVID challenge. And, and so um, uh, that's another prayer point, Jeff, is, is even the small minority we were already as believers in Israel has right. now gotten smaller. Wow. Yeah. I, I never considered it that way, but uh, you are correct. We'll, we'll certainly pray about that as well. In the midst of all of that, uh, you know, there's there's lots of uh, you know negativity in the world today, and and rightly so. I mean, we we're under some some serious challenges that none of us have faced in our lifetimes, um, and so I, I get that part. But I want to hear what is it you're excited about? I, I know vision never stops. Uh, God has things He wants to do. We're looking at lots of creative ways to see people reached. What are you excited about right now that uh, that King of Kings is involved in? Well, I love the fact that we've been able to spend a little bit more concentrated time on our leadership development. Um, when, when you're planting new congregations, and uh, in, in, in just, you know, let's be clear, there are still many, many cities in Israel that do not have any congregation at all. I'm not talking about they don't have the denomination you like. I mean, they don't have a congregation. Exactly. So, so that is really what King of Kings believes the mandate of God is for us in this next several years, is to plant these new initiatives uh, in various languages, in various cultural centers that don't have any congregational influence. And so uh, for that reason, you have to have a strong leadership training pipeline. Now, we're blessed that we, we work through our Israel Academy of Ministry for that intensive training. We do a lot of one-on-one training with our executive team. And, and I bring a lot of uh, potential leaders under my wing as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's going great. You know, that, that during this challenging year has really been one of our high points. We were also able to, um, to launch our King of Kings Global Worship Project. Uh, for many years, we've been blessed to have a vibrant worship team uh, that not only uh, you know represents King of Kings community in Jerusalem, but really represents the whole network family around the world. And we've been putting out some originally written Hebrew worship music with that Middle Eastern uh, element to it that's unique around the world. So we were able to launch that. Uh, we put the first single out in October. We have another single coming out really soon. I would just encourage your listeners, go to our our website or our YouTube page so you can be alerted to when that next single comes out. So that's been a big positive forward movement for us 
uh, this year as well, getting the Global Worship Project up and running. And then really being able to uh, assess, uh, I mentioned the planted congregational situation, where are we at? Uh, what are our strengths and weaknesses? What are the opportunities? How will we come out of the gate when we're able to meet again? And again, we have some advantage in a newly planted situation because of the smaller numbers, they can get right. back together first. So that's going to allow me and other executive team members to put some additional focus on those new planted scenarios, because I don't have to worry about the large congregations for a while. They're just going to stay online and kind of roll with uh, the punches. So it gives me a little bit of time to focus on the new plants. And I'm excited about that. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, thank you so much for taking some time with us today. I appreciate, uh, you know, I know you have a busy schedule. I know you're trying to do sort of dual duty, see some family and get some visiting in, but also uh, do your your ministry travel. And and so we just appreciate your time today. And if you're listening, uh, make sure you listen to the end. We'll make sure that we put all of the information where you can find out about King of Kings. We'll give you the, the website. We'll give you their YouTube page so that you can get alerts and subscribe to these uh, alerts for the the worship singles. The, the one that came out in October is just beautiful. And, um, you know, people say, well, why listen to Hebrew worship? You can't understand what they're saying. But you can you can feel and sense uh, the anointing and the spirit uh, that is on the music. And uh, I just believe that it will be uh, not only an encouragement to the body, but, but uh, you know, a, a redemptive release to, to, uh, to, to the nations as people hear and uh, experience the anointing that's on those songs. So thanks for sharing them with us. And we, uh, we appreciate so much uh, being able to be part of your services when we're there. And uh, at least when we're there, we get the, uh, you know, we get the English, we can sort of understand what's happening and we can try and haltingly sing along, uh, you know, from the, the Hebrew transliteration. And uh, uh, we just enjoy so much being able to be a part of that. And we miss it, by the way. We we miss being there. Uh, don't know when we might get there, but uh, are believing that that soon, hopefully, maybe maybe sometime next year would be fantastic for us to be able to be back. So, well, hey, we, we miss it too, Jeff. <laughs> Even though we, yeah. you know, we miss it too. Can't wait to get back into the sanctuaries uh, on the different campuses with uh, all of our members, all of our family. Uh, online is great, but I'll, I'll leave you with this thought. Uh, we tell our people from the from the recordings and from the pulpit, online is great. We use the tool, but it will never replace being in the room with one another. And that's that's for sure. That is for sure. Even even someone who is uh, an introvert like me um, got to my limit of of uh, being alone very soon into this COVID deal. Uh, we we need each other, and uh, it's it's great to be able to fellowship together. And I'm certainly um, uh, blessed and grateful that our family is close here. Our our son and his wife and our our two little grandkids are just a few minutes away. And and after not being able to see them for about seven weeks, uh, we have been able to be together now since that time in, in early May. So we're grateful for that. And uh, we, we need those kind of connections. I know you're going to enjoy some of that even, uh, even now with your family. So God bless. Great to uh, have had you with us on the podcast today. And I hope we talk again real soon. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me. 
Well, thank you for joining us for the podcast today. And it's always amazing to have Chad on the show and uh, to hear him bring an update of what's happening in Jerusalem right now and about what it is that they're excited about in the future. I think that that's just been amazing. Uh, Don't forget to go and check out their website, kkcj.org, kkcj.org. And also you can find out about the brand new single, uh, Halali, and it is on the King of Kings Worship YouTube page. So if you go to YouTube and you search King of Kings Worship, you will find that entire single there. There's a uh, like a making of video as well and some other information, but go check that out. Also, you can watch that page for information on a new single that's coming out very soon. Been great to have you with us on the podcast today. Don't forget, First Century Foundations is a ministry. We are a registered charity in both Canada and the United States. If you want to help ministries in Israel, like King of Kings and many other ministries, over 70 that we partner with there in the land of Israel, please go to our webpage, firstcenturyfoundations.com forward slash donate, and you can make a secure online donation there to help ministries in Israel. Thanks again for being with us. And remember, as Christians, we stand with Israel.